Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas, and it's time for Texas Homegrown Music. I've got a really great show today with Ruby Dice and her significant other, um, his name is Callaway Rich. I really dig both of them, and they've been playing music together for, I think, close to nine years. They just put out a record, it's called um, Not In Love, and it's a really cool little vibey record that was produced by Gordy Quist of the Band of Heathens. So sit back and get ready to listen to some fun music and some great stories. But before you do, I'm going to do a song called Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. And I just want to preface this by saying that this is my mantra against people being so negative in this world today. And um, I just feel like we need to be reminded that, you know, everything that we say is permanently put out there in the world. And I want us to be a little bit more proactive and being positive and loving and kind. You know, I told my son the other day, he asked me a bunch of questions about life. And he said, Mom, what's the one thing that you would like me to remember most of all in life? And I said, you know, honey, no matter what you do in life, you can always be kind in the process. So I'm going to sing this song for you called Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. It's off of my record called Revelations. And when we come back, we've got Ruby Dice right here on Texas Homegrown. Your lips are moving, I can hear you talking. It's a hollow sound like a bullhorn squawking. It's all about you. Don't you get bored? Don't you ever get tired of hearing your own voice? Sure, sometimes it's a bad me too, but I slap myself. Hey, how about you? I was thinking you could use a good slapping too. Hey, how about now? Everybody said yeah. Tin can. So I picked it up and held it to my ear. I heard the voice of God say, Ain't no ocean in here. And that the first darn thing I heard all day long made any sense at all. It makes no sense at all. And everybody said, Small. 
Hey everybody, we're back with Texas Homegrown Music and my guest Ruby Dice and her guitarist and also, you know, songwriting partner in a lot of ways, Callaway Rich. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having Thank us. You. Absolutely. So, um, Ruby, love the name Ruby. I mean, is that is this is this your actual name, Ruby Dice, or is it something you came up with for um, stage? You know what? My my little brother actually came up with that when I was a teenager. Um, it, was, it was a nickname he had given me, and uh, I used it as a band name, and everybody started calling me Ruby. No, nobody called me by my real name, um, so I just kind of ran with it. Go for it, honey. <laughs> I love it. It's very easy to remember, too. One of my best friends uh, did the same thing. I, I renamed her Ruby. Her actual name is Gwen. Everybody was like... Where did you come up with that? I, I it's a long story, but yeah, she's Ruby to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. So, um, Callaway, I, I'll I'll ask you this in a minute, but I'm so glad that you were able to join us because I want to make sure that everybody out there understands that when you play in a band together, and especially when you support an artist like you're doing. I think you need to get kudos for it. And I, my husband's probably not going to hear this, but he's probably going to be real happy that I'm actually saying that um, because, you know, it's it's a lot of work to support an artist and a singer and be there for them, not only in, instrumentally, but also encouragement and, and a writing partner. So I'm glad you were able to join us today. And I would love for you to mention um, your your drummer as well. Oh yeah, Jeff Sanders. Yeah, he's uh, he's amazing. And uh, in for the record, we uh, we used the band of Heathens actually. So oh, you did? You used their drummer? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we'll talk about all that because I know that um, that uh, Gordy Quist uh, produced this. And for all you out there from the band of Heathens, I know you're fans and. You know, it's really fun when you can get somebody that you already know the kind of music that they're into and that that influence is going to help um, you to get to where you, you think you're going to get the best out of your songs. And um, I don't know, I unfortunately, it took me a long time to understand how important it is to have some other ears listen to your stuff right and kind of pull out pull out some of what they've learned and, and some of the influences that they've had to make your your song better but we'll get to that in a second I want to start out by having you give us a little background on how you got into music I read a little bit about it um uh, you, you were brought up in a family that just loved to sit around and jam yeah yeah I was um yeah, that that's still the family reunions. My grandma still pulls out her fiddle at eighty-seven years old, and um, yeah, it's it's uh, what what we did. It was a pretty small town that was cold, so there wasn't much else to do. So, so you grew up in a small rural town um, in Colorado, is that right? Yep, Gunnison, Colorado. Well, that's yeah. a great area. I know a lot of people that that love to visit Gunnison. And um, so tell me, tell me what it was like, uh, the influences. And I think you said that you actually played a lot in, in church. I did. Yeah. My dad was a deacon in the church for a long time. And then he took over as pastor. Um, my sister was the bass player in it for a long time. And when she moved, uh, I, it was, it wasn't negotiable. I had to learn the Take bass in about two weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> well, I, you know, I I dig seeing girls playing bass. I mean, I don't know. I'm, 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 I love it. And I, I know there's a few of them in Austin. And I think you told me that you started out um, actually touring with other bands. And that was what, is that what brought you to Austin from Gunnison? Uh, I moved uh, to Austin from Gunnison with a Colorado band, actually. And I played with them for about two years around here before it kind of dissipated. One of them went back to medical school. Actually, both of them went into the medical field. Um, so, yeah, they, they went and got their, their uh, big kid jobs. And uh, I, I stuck with it and started touring with a lot of bands around town. I think I read somewhere where you said that, um, you know, and I've, of course, I've had a lot of um, great bass players on my show that have made a lifelong, you know, a career of playing with other people. But that's a tough gig. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I kind of made the I, I was already starting to, like, make the transition before the pandemic hit uh, just because I had talked to bass player friends that had toured with the biggest some of the biggest acts in the world and they were still having to teach lessons to make money and I was like well I, I that that doesn't seem like something that's very sustainable in the long run just playing bass so we started writing songs and then when the pandemic hit um, it just gave me all the time in the world to really dive into what it was to be a writer well, and you and not just be a writer, but you've got such a great voice. When you were touring with those bands, were you singing background at all, or you at least being used? Because, girl, you can you got some pipes on you. Thank you, thank you. Um, a little bit, I would sing a little bit of backups. Um, I was pretty timid about singing, um, and yeah, I kind of have have shaken that shell off a little bit in the last few years. Was it a was there um a, a period there where you had to get comfortable with being able to play and sing at the same time or did it just come natural for you? Um yeah, maybe maybe a little bit of a period, but um once I kind of got that that um muscle memory down for the bass, it, it yeah, it wasn't hard after that. It depends on the song, though. Some some songs take longer to to get down. Well, <laughs> there, there's also, I mean, you just you have it or you don't. I I you know I play a little. Well, I actually played keyboards a lot growing up. Played in church actually, and then um, I got it. You know, I started a band where I had players that were so much better than me. I was like, okay, I need the freedom. And I to go back now, I mean, even when I'm writing, I sit there and write a song at the piano that I realize I would not want to have to do this uh, live because I, I felt like I was tethered to the piano and wasn't able to do vocally what I really wanted to do. I'm not as proficient a player as I need to be to be able to do that. And I have so much admiration for people that can actually sing and play their instrument and sing really well. And I've, I've seen you do it. I, I, I watched some videos of you and I'm like, girl, how are you? How is it you're keeping that time and singing that song like that? I don't know, but you've definitely been gifted to be able to do that. Thank you. Thank you. I, I've heard you sing too. You're quite the singer. Well, again, you know, I'm not playing an instrument, so it's a little bit easier to let go and be able to be free with all, all of those uh, vocals. But um, so Callaway, how did you how did you meet this chick and, and tell me about this this relationship that you guys have on as a band? Um, we met on Sixth Street in Austin. And, uh, oh, okay. She, you and a million yeah. other people, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, but you know, we were all playing gigs, and we would play the same bars just on different days, so we would always be crossing paths. And 
I was just really taken with the way she played bass and her energy and, you know, and her band was great, you know? And so, um, eventually, you know, as bands do, they kind of come apart. And so she was like, Hey, I need a guitar player. And you know, I jumped at the chance. So. And how long ago was that? Oh man, that's what, eight, about nine years ago. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys, that's awesome. I love that. I love that you guys are still gigging together. And, and I already know, I don't even have to ask what the advantages are to having someone that you have been playing music with for that long. Sure. Yeah. 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 You really know each other. You, you, you can read each other really well on stage. And, yeah. You know, I mean, George and I, um, we've actually written songs on the fly. And of course all the other guys are just looking at us like, Oh, here we go. But I, it's such a great feeling to have that kind of connection with someone where they know where you're going to go. I mean, and, and there, right. you know, there, there is a synergy that comes with being, you know, playing with someone for that long. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So when did you guys start writing for this record? And tell me about that. Well, gosh, one of the songs, actually the, the Whiskey and Gin song, um, that was the first song I had written that I, I ended up keeping. Um, all the other ones that I'd written before that went to the, the recycle bin. Um, but yeah, that one was, and then most of this album was, what, the last three years, maybe? Yeah, mainly around the pandemic. You know, we had a lot to, a lot of downtime. Oh man, I, yeah. George and I wrote a few tunes during the pandemic, just because it was the only time I actually had him at home during the day. Um, you yeah. know, and, and of course, there's there's good and bad with that. <laughs> no. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, you know, the pandemic actually was it, it was very hard on all of us. Obviously, musicians, we wrote, we recognized immediately that. Um, I feel like we recognized immediately that we really do need to have that um, live experience with our audience. Um, I know yeah. I did. And there's a few people out there that I know it's hard on them. You know, they, they get so nervous and, you know, they probably don't have the same feeling that I do. But I missed being out there with people. And so um, for a lot of us, we... We just turned to writing music and trying to make something positive of it and learning how to do things on our computers. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, yeah. and putting your stuff out there and recognizing, cause we have this, you know, we have this group of musicians now that do so much live on, you know, on, you know, on uh, streaming and, I wasn't that comfortable with it. I, you know, cause I hadn't been brought up doing it, but it, it forced a lot of us old people like myself to go in there and go, okay, I'm going to push myself to do something I'm not necessarily comfortable with. And now we have both because I think, um, we've learned that this platform, this, um, you know, this platform that we have of being able to put music out is actually good because it feeds people to come and see us live. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, the, it's crazy. I, I definitely learned how to uh, put everything into one interface for an entire band and get it out live, during the, which which has only helped as far as like advertising. You're, you're as a musician, your uh, your social media platforms are kind of your business front. 
and then yeah hopefully (laughs) i mean my husband is the mayor of our city and sometimes this social media platform is actually just a place for people to rant about what they don't like so (laughs) i'm always i'm always want to want to make sure that we keep it positive and let people know that we don't necessarily need to use it for that but i I know people do we don't see it as much in the band business well i i want to go ahead and get some music out so these people can understand why i had to have you on the show ruby i think you're just um i think you're really a a force to be reckoned with and i know we're going to hear a lot more about you as people start hearing your music and getting it um, out there in the world so you just released this record called not in love um it's not even been out a month yet and uh, we're going to play a song right now that i like on it called happened again you want to give us just a little bit tidbit of um what what was the impetus behind that uh, this was the uh, the last song I wrote uh, before we got went to the into the studio. I was like, ah, I kind of need something that's like a little more playful on the record. There was there's a lot of serious songs on it, so I was like, well, yeah, I need something a little more playful. And I actually had COVID at the time. I think it was my my third time with COVID or something. Welcome like that. to the so club. I, I had uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was definitely a a delirious um, writing experience, experiment with that one. Um, just kind of talking about, a, I don't know, so, some wild and, and fun times in, in my younger years. So. Well, wouldn't you know, I, it's one of my faves. I loved it and I because I'm just kind of young at heart. And I just refuse to get old. I'm just going to keep, uh, I, I say I'm, I'm just becoming more vintage as the years go by, but I'm still so... <laughs> I'm still in my twenties in my mind. It's just my body doesn't tell me that sometimes. So, um, happened again. I love the, I, I just like the way it makes me feel and it, it'll make everybody feel good listening to it. Now I know why that you wrote the song. So we're going to play it right now from Ruby Dice. And she's on the show with me along with her guitar playing partner, Callaway Rich. And we'll be right back after this song to talk about the experience that it was like to go into the studio with someone like Gordy Quist throw your music out there, be exposed and have somebody, you know, bring out the best in each song for you. I'd like to know how that went, but here we are. Ruby Dice happened again on Texas Homegrown Music and we'll be right back. Waking up, finding yourself fully 
Well, here we are back on Texas Homegrown Music with Ruby and Callaway. Is it okay if I call you Callaway or do you go by Cal or is there something that I'm missing here? No, either one, either one's fine. Yeah. Well, all right. I'm going to call you Cal then. Is that okay? Sounds good. All right. So um, you guys got in the studio with Gordy Quist of uh, Band of Heathens. Were you fans of the band or did you just hear that he was um, doing this, you know, production stuff and you wanted to reach out to somebody that you knew was obviously very successful? Well, Callaway had been, you've been fans of the band for what, a decade? Yeah. Yeah. I've been a big fan of the band and one of their early records really inspired me and kind of got me to move out to Austin. Oh, where'd you move out from? I was living in North Carolina. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I've got a son yeah, that's I, in uh, Fayetteville right now. Hopefully, oh, okay. hopefully coming yeah. home soon. He just got out of the army. So you, that, yeah. so you moved to Texas, moved to Austin and were you playing mm-hmm. in bands? What were you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't really know anybody, but just kind of started hitting the scene and, you know, going out on sixth street and stuff and meeting musicians and, you know, eventually worked my way up to kind of, you know, us getting to know people that knew Gordy and stuff like that and had worked with him in the past. And, you know, we, we yeah. uh, wanted to make that kind of record that I thought he could make, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We had written one song with him in the past and uh, yeah, when I, I, I hit him up for a songwriting session, kind of kicking tires um, to see what it was like working with him before we committed to a studio time. And uh, yeah, I was like, Oh yeah, we, we've got to work with this guy. He totally, totally understands uh where we're trying to go as artists as well so and their studio is awesome oh yeah their studio is incredible um it's a a george rapes old studio so i got to play a bunch of his basses oh wow all all the basses i played were were, most of those were george's um just a a wall of uh vintage tube preamplifiers and and uh um yeah, the board was a was a, a Swedish board that they're going through. Something ridiculous. So, something yeah. crazy, and and the, they have the plate reverb chamber and the so everything you want out of a studio. A real candy store of yeah gear yeah. and knickknacks. I don't know anything like that. <laughs> I'm joking because yeah. you know we, my husband and I own the Guitar Sanctuary here in McKinney, Texas. Oh, I, right. I didn't realize That's you guys. Cool. Owned yeah, that. so um, I get that a lot when people when guitar players come in or bass players come in, and you know. They just have so much that they're they're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, it's the mecca of right. guitar players, and it's so fun to see them be able to, you know, try out different different things at that, you know, at that time. So I, I get it as a player; it's a wonderful thing. Well, so what I wanted to ask you is, um, is the song that Gordy co-wrote with you on the record? No, it's not. We haven't even played that one out live yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, we, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, some of them just slipped through the cracks and then, you know, we came with them with a whole other record. And I think that was more what it was, was that we had that song on there and he was like, well, I'm more interested in these other songs. We can always come yeah. back to that song, you know? Yeah. So. Well, gosh, you know what, the, what, a, what, a, what a wonderful thing for him to say about something that he actually had a part in that he right. believes yeah. in you enough to say, you know what? I'm not going to take 
I'm not even going to put that on there right now. I'm going to let us really push the stuff that she's done before. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that's, that's kind of a cool thing for him to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So no, and he's, man, he's a sweetheart too. And just, and quick, I, I love working with people that are, um, once they make the decision, it's getting done. It's, it's, it's really refreshing and, and awesome to work with. Definitely an efficient process. You know, yeah. he knows what he wants. He knows what he doesn't want. And, uh, you know, we just truck along and it was encouraging at the same time. Yeah. So how long was the process from beginning to end on you guys putting this together? Did you, um, you know, was it a days in the studio or did you just um go in and you know lay down tracks for per song how did you do that well um it was like a couple weeks yeah it was a couple weeks the first week we had full bands um with us uh and then second week was vocals and uh some some overdubs and then the third week was mixing yeah, yeah. yeah. gordy has got a kind of interesting process with all that. Like some of these songs we had been playing live for a long time and some were brand new to us. And he just, you know what, we're going to come in. We had the bass, or we had the drummer and the keyboardist from the band of Heathens playing with us. And Gordy also playing a little guitar. And we just would jam the songs in a different way. Yeah, yeah, it was really and cool. And so, yeah, they some of these tunes that we've been playing for years are drastically different now on the record. And, uh, you know, it makes it interesting and a fun way to, you know, take a new look at some of these tunes. Well, that is the production. I mean, that is the role of a producer. And um, you got to have enough faith in that person to be able to give them your baby and say, here, I'm going to hand this over to you and you're going to give it back to me, hopefully clothed in a way that I really like, right? Yeah. (laughs) Definitely, yeah. yeah. And um, so... So the process was about three weeks from the time you went in and finished it out. And then, of course, getting it packaged and putting it out. Um, So I think there's 10 songs on this record. Is that right? There is. Yes. And I, you know, they're all on their own. There's some really killer tunes, but they do work together. I did notice that, you know, on some records, and I know certainly for me in the past, because a lot of the songs I've had for years and then some are new and they, so depending on where I was in my life, they sound different. Um, these really do work well together. And I imagine a lot of it is because of the instrumentation of these, the guys that came in and played it. I noticed, um, you know, I, I chose a few songs like, because you said you've got this term called uh, is it denim disco? Yeah, yeah. And um, I yeah. noticed that, like this, like for the song "Not in Love," there's a bit of a disco feel on that song for sure. Did you go in ahead of time and let him know this was kind of something you were moving towards, or did he already uh, feel that from your music? Um, you know, uh, we we had already kind of done played a little bit with the the country disco idea. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of a. a of um Waylon Jennings and his like yeah um, cocaine country yeah all that all that 70s era country where it got a little more dancey and yeah a little more pop to it yeah Kenny Rogers so sure uh, yeah um so that that was the the main thing I I as long as uh as long as you've got a good beat you're going to keep people dancing and that wanting people to be able to dance to this stuff when we play it out live well, for sure. Well, I I read, um, I'm going to play a song for him in a minute called Move On Cowboy. And I, I either read or I heard on an interview 
that this was written about a guy that wouldn't leave you alone at a gig one night, right? And he just kept trying to get you on the dance floor. And by the way, I've been there, done that, know exactly where you're coming from. It's kind of like, you know, you don't know what to do because at, at some point you don't want to, these are your fans. These are people that think you're so wonderful and they want to be with you. On the other side of it, you're like, dude, I'm up here singing. I'm not really here to dance with you on the dance floor, but whatever. I want to keep you happy. I want you to come back and, and, and um, listen to my music. But I love it. You said you just finally gave in and then you said, I'm going to go home and write a song about this dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was he was about seven feet tall in those cowboy boots and and just was uh was not taking no for an answer and I was like, man, I I don't know how I I don't know how many ways I can tell you no without without. <laughs> it's okay I'm, I'm just gonna scoot on out of here and well with that I, I it, it's a perfect segue for me to ask you both are you in a relationship it, oh yeah yeah we are yeah are you in a relationship yeah. with each other <laughs> yeah. yes. yes yes okay well I need to know this <laughs> this, this is a whole nother interview so um how when did you guys start dating was it after you? He was already in the band. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was what? Um, not quite a year into you being in the band, right? Um, oh, I already know about this. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm very familiar <laughs> yeah, with yeah. this whole scene, by the way. I mean, because I like I said, I I hired my husband to be my guitar player. 32 years ago, and here we are, four children, two grandchildren, five businesses, a nonprofit together, and he's the mayor of our city, so I know all about what's going on. So there's that synergy, too. That makes it a lot more um, prevalent. So are you guys married, or are you just living together? What's the scoop? Um, We, uh, we're... Uh, getting ready to move back in together. We we were um, moved apart for a little bit, and uh, don't, yeah, don't yeah. you love when somebody just puts you on the spot? <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it's definitely all the uh, all the stories you could imagine. Yeah, it's yeah. tough, guys. It's, it's never dull. It's it's yeah. tough, it's and I, people don't understand what it's like to be in a relationship with someone in a band. Um, because you know, we're putting everything out there and, and not, not only that, I'm sure you guys have experienced this where you have a little bit of a spat or maybe a major one. Um, and you're on stage together and you're so exposed and you want to, oh, yeah. you know, and yeah, you, and you, yeah. <laughs> you want to try yeah. to do the best that you can, but you're underlying, you're like, I'm so pissed off at you right now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're on the clock. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I wish I'd have known this before we started this interview. I could have really fed you guys some stuff, but, um, but now, now I have a better understanding of this whole thing and I'm so glad I had you on the show. I would have felt horrible Cal, if I hadn't had you on the show, knowing that this is, that's, it's a long time. You guys have been doing this together for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So you've already worked out, worked through a lot of the other stuff. And by the way, no pressure here. I'm not trying to tell you to get married. I got married because my dad pressured me to get married. I was one of those. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always one of those go against the 
the norm, you know, and I was like, I don't need to get married, Dad. I, we love each other. We've got this connection here, you know, but um, clearly you guys have, have made that uh, connection and what a wonderful journey to be able to go on together. I'm so happy that you both have found this and um, I, I clearly can see now why I was drawn Thank God I had you on the show, Cal. <laughs> That's all I can say. My husband would have been so mad at me. <laughs> but um, so what's what what's after this? Are you guys going to I know you're playing a lot around Austin and regionally. Are you going to try to procure someone for distribution and try to get more gigs outside of this, um, you know, outside of your area? Is that something you're interested in doing? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm actually in the market for a a, a good booking agent um, right now, uh, kind of in between on that. But um, yeah, we're I'm booking little tours uh, at the moment. We're doing some Houston a Houston run uh, and an Umble runs uh, November 10th and 11th at the uh, Green Oaks Tavern and, and Mucky Duck. But um, kind of looking at maybe some Colorado tours and some East Coast tours well uh, i'll definitely put you guys in the mix of people that i know and um in places because you know and, and you're, you're a trio so it's not a huge thing is that right you you, you tour right. as a trio yeah. and so mm -hmm. that makes it a little bit easier to to take the band on the road um you can get everybody's gear in one in you know one vehicle and and hit the road right so mm -hmm. well i'll Absolutely. see what i can do to try to get you guys some more gigs out there but i'm gonna play move on cowboy right now and if you guys are just listening we're talking with ruby dice and her significant other calloway <laughs> Calloway Rich, and um, and we're going to be back talking about um, what they've got coming up next. Touring this with this record, good thing that you put it out now and not during the pandemic, right? I know so many people that did yeah. that, but you wrote it during the pandemic. You released it now when live music is out there and everybody's coming to see people um, in droves. I think that the pandemic did a lot of good for live music. I really do. It made us appreciate being able to go out and see people again. So we'll be right back on Texas Homegrown Music with Ruby Dice Calloway Rich right here. Take your time, take it slow. The sky's lit up with the firefly glow. And I'll
Well, we're back, guys, and what a pleasure it's been getting to know you cats. So, you know, I've got a lot of friends in the Austin area. I'm, I'm sure you probably know quite a few of them, but um, I've had Madam Radar and Reverend Few, and, um, you know, in fact, they've, they've both been to our venue in um, McKinney because along with um, the, the fact that we have a store, we also have a 300-person venue that we love to book people at. So we're going to have to get you guys down here um, some or up here because you're in Austin, up here sometime right. to play. And, um, of course, also I am very instrumental in our Texas Music Revolution um, festival that we have that's in our downtown area, and there's always um, places to plug in acts like you guys. So we'll be sure to keep in touch to do that. But you've got some um, – so you've got some gigs coming up in the Austin area. You mentioned you're going to be at the Armadillo Den on November 3rd, November 5th at Ghost Note Brewing in Dripping Springs, Mucky Ducks in Houston. Tell people about your social platforms so where they can find you. Um, You know, I'm pretty much uh, just at Ruby Dice on everything, okay. R-U-B-Y-D-I-C-E. Um, uh, yeah, I've got everything, <laughs> TikTok, Instagram, um, I'm even on threads these days, whatever that, that app is. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's a full-time job just trying to keep up with all these different platforms that people are using, but I always try to encourage people to use one called Bands in Town as well, because, oh, yeah. you know, it's, and I noticed you are on that. It's so easy to use, especially when you're traveling. And so I always tell my friends, Go on bands in town, like the people that you want to listen to. And then when you're in the area, it'll let you know if they're playing there. And uh, George and I have been very fortunate to see a lot of, of uh, bands that we really love at the last minute in a city just because we, you know, use that platform. So I don't get any money for advertising that. I think it's just easy to tell people it's a great, it's a great platform to use. And so I always try to encourage it. But so, um, what's next for you guys? Are you, um, are you thinking you want to follow up with some more, um, uh, with another record soon? And are, are you releasing singles along with having released this record? Are you pushing out singles? Is that how you're doing this? Cause you know, people stream anymore. It's not like the old days of going yeah. and buying your album. <laughs> yeah, we, so we released a couple singles off this album and then once that, now that the album's out, I think we're just going to leave it as that. Um, but we are, uh, looking at getting back in the studio here soon to, uh, I think we're going to do a covers EP. Okay. What, with, 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 what genre? Tell me some things that some people that you like to cover. We're not sure yet. We're kind of still in the, uh, we've got a list that we're okay. compiling. I've got a mile long yeah. list to and start. Are you pulling from with... it from people though, from the era that I heard from, like maybe in the 70s, 60s, 70s? kind of vibe some 70s and 60s and some curveballs too maybe we'll see we'll, we'll go in and jam them out a little bit with the band and kind of see how we feel about it i and... have to try some doors or something oh yeah, there you go yeah absolutely well so i think that's a perfect segue for a song that you that i'm going to play called let's get married and i'm not going to say a word but um <laughs> <laughs> but anyway i'm going to play the song let's get married and then i don't even know why it worked out this way but then i'm going to actually tag on the back of that the title track of your record called not in love so we got a little bit of everything for our listeners today people and um i love this song let's get married i'm actually going to send it to my daughter uh, millie who's in love for the first time and 
she, you know, she there, you know, she keeps talking to me about this is the guy and she wants to, she thinks this is the one she's going to marry. So I'm going to send her the song this afternoon. Cause I think it's just a beautiful song, but just give me a little bit um, uh, background between let's get married and not in love. And then we'll uh, take it away and let, let the people hear it. Um, it was definitely, uh, um, life experiences, uh, for sure. Uh, we, we were talking about, um, going to just going to Vegas one day to get married. We had some friends get married under a tree with like two, we, we were one of what, four guests, four people. Yeah. It was during, it was during COVID and they, they were getting married and, uh, he was, he was our drummer and a collaborator of ours. And yeah, just kind of, it was like the perfect wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, and, uh, and people get lose sight of it. I mean, it's really about the two of you. And yeah. so, you know, I, 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 I'm a real believer in that. Make it about the two of you. And if it, that means a big party and having a lot of people, they're great. But if that just means the two of you standing under a tree and making, um, you know, make, you know, making these vows and this commitment to one, uh, one another, then that's what it should be. Yeah. Well, and as, as musicians, that seems uh, way more appealing than than having a party because it's 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 a uh, it'd be like putting together another gig. Yeah, we get enough. <laughs> of that. Yeah. So let's get married and then um, not in love. Not in love. We actually wrote this one together. Yeah, we wrote this one a, a long, long time, time ago. ago. It's been through various iterations of the way it was played, and then it would get shelved for a while. We wouldn't play it live, and then. We just kind of decided to bring it back and we had a pretty, once we started messing around with the disco sound and yeah. stuff like that, it was like, you know what, we should go back and, you know, it was, it had a good hook. It, that was probably my favorite one on the record. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I chose it and I chose it because it is a title track for people to remember, but go download her music, buy her music, go see him if you have an opportunity to see him live. Let's support these independent artists and... I am so glad that I got to have you on the show, Ruby, and um, and and Callaway, and I, I want to meet you in person. I got to have you come to this to the sanctuary sometime, and just share, just you know, just share this wonderful, wonderful connection that you guys have, and not only music, but I can see. I I figured when I saw you guys sitting together, what you guys can't see is I actually get to see them on this is a you know radio show and you guys don't get to see them but I could tell there was something going on between the two of them just by the way y'all were sitting together and so I that's why I was like am I gonna drop the question or not and I had to and I just think it's precious so thank you guys for for sharing that and um also for being on the show and we'll be right back on Texas Homegrown Music but here you go Ruby Dice let's get married and not in love back to back right here on
Well, that was a really fun session that we just had with Ruby Dice and Callaway Rich and what a, what a special couple they are, and the music that they make is so beautiful, and it's so moving, and I hope that you guys will avail yourself of any shows that she has around you, but be sure to download her music. That's Ruby Dice, R-U-B-Y-D-I-C-E, and uh, her new album that's uh, just come out. So I just want to say this to all of you out there listening. Thank you so much for your kind words that you say to me and you send to me at Maylee at TexasHomegrownMusic.com. That's Maylee, M-A-Y-L-E-E at TexasHomegrownMusic.com. I actually got her name because of some listeners that had mentioned her to me. So I do have some promoters and some managers that reach out to me to have people on my show, but it really means a lot to me when I hear from my listeners and they suggest somebody. So keep on doing that. Thanks again to my sponsors, the Guitar Sanctuary, Burris Injury Law, and Cadillac Pizza for making this possible every week. And I want to close today's show with something um, a little bit more somber because a good friend of mine's husband just passed away a few days ago suddenly and she's really, really struggling with it. And I want to remind everybody that, you know, this is just a journey. We're not going to be here forever. We're all going to take that final flight at some point. And I wrote a little ditty, a little lullaby with my friend Andy Timmons called Passing Lullaby. And it just reminds us that this is just a journey. So I'm going to say good day to all of you with this song. Peace out, everybody. Remember to love life. You get out of it what you put into it. And I hope you'll join me next week for some more of Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee Thomas. Bye now. Passing, we're just passing.